Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt. You found me. There is something about coming to uh, a place like this, going through a distillery tour, uh, you know, like here at Jack Daniels, and you get the you get the history, you get a great tour guide, and then all of a sudden you smell that mash, and you're like, okay, and then and then all of a sudden it's it's like have you ever, ever been to wine country? Oh yeah. And then you walk out of a winery and you're like, I just signed up for a wine club, <laughs> and it's like because you you fell in love with the story, you fall in love with the people. And then all of a sudden, you've got six wine club subscriptions, and you're like, am I an alcoholic? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. It is all about the story, and I think that's what makes the shed so special is because it, we have a story that we, many stories, that we could not make up right. any better. And there is real and grassroots, um, the American dream as you can get. I mean, literally two kids from South Mississippi without a dime in our pocket. Um, 23 years later, have uh, the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint World Championship team, an amazing crew that's been with us anywhere from 10 to 20 years. I yeah. mean, it's it's wonderful. Co-packing facility and now a campground. <laughs> <laughs> We're crazy. You are. We're, we like to physically and mentally abuse ourselves, apparently. You're doing a great job. <laughs> well, hey, I want to welcome everyone into the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. It's not, uh, we just kind of organically started this. Yeah. Uh, but my guest here uh, right now, uh, here live in Lynchburg at the Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue, uh, is is Brooke Lewis from The Shed. Brooke is, uh, as she mentioned, started The Shed with her brother when she was 19 years old. Uh, and 23 years later, they have this, this thriving business slash movement uh, that, is, that is incredible, that uh, is, is a... Is just there's an energy around it, but in addition to that, like you've got some accolades. Like you were top ten business people under forty, mm-hmm. top fifty business women in the state of Mississippi. Like you've you've just kind of you may have stumbled into this business, but you are doing some things right. Aww. So when you look back and you're 19 years old, and now 23 years later, like did you ever dream that you guys would be sitting here? wearing the shed stuff here walking around people stopping you like is it surreal uh thank you for everything (laughs) everything you just said well it's all true like i told you earlier i'll i'll pay you later send you a check in the mail for that that was very lovely um i i so our family you know thinking about uh the shed and the success of the shed is I think about like our family, right? Not only our tight family relation right. wise, mom, dad, but our bro- shed yep. family. Yep. Everybody works so very hard and they care. They care about the product they're putting on the plate. They care about the brand. They care about the shed. They care about the competition team and they care about the family. Um, but when it comes to our like immediate family, Brad and I are fifth generation entrepreneurs on both sides. <laughs> So we were you, you were raised, bound to be crazy. We were bound to abuse ourselves <laughs> work-wise. Um, and we were raised in, uh, in a family, you know, again, on both sides that were meat cutters in the hospitality industry, in the, in the restaurant industry, in the grocery store industry. So 
I, I feel like we couldn't, you just can't run away from that. It's in your blood. It's in, in even, um, you know, growing up watching my parents work so hard and understanding that like entrepreneurship is hard because nobody's going to be out there selling your baby like you're going to sell your baby. Mm-hmm. You can't sit in the corner, right? Yep. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. And then you're also, you know, giving this reputation of what you've built that you mean so much, that means so much to you, you're putting it in the hands of other people mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and hoping that they love it as much as you do. So it's, it's not a nine to five. You don't ever, you don't ever clock in, you don't ever clock out. And, um, but we were raised kind of in that capacity of seeing our parents and our grandparents work so, so very hard and, uh, and seeing the good days and the bad days, the, the days of like, Hey kids, we're eating white bread for dinner. And then the <laughs> days that my dad's like, campground did great. We're going out for a steak, you know? Yeah. Um, but there was always some, some form of the hospitality and food industry in every, in that generational entrepreneurship. Yeah. So uh, I feel like just hard work and tenacity is just kind of built. In, yeah. So know? from the outside, you know, I look at this story as Brad's 23, you're 19. Hey, mom and dad, can we borrow? Uh, can, can we have this little piece of land and start this thing? Uh, sounds like a crazy story. But yeah. when you back it up and say you're fifth generation entrepreneurs, like that's that makes a lot more sense. It was in your blood yeah. and you saw it. You saw grandparents, great grandparents, mom and dad doing this hustle, doing this uh, not nine to five, this lifestyle, this bleeding over of work and life. Yeah. And you guys just continued that. Well, and you know, the, really, when the rubber meets the road, if you own your own business, you have to be a shameless self-promoter. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one out there you know, shaking hands and then rallying people in. And I feel like too, that's what's so wonderful about the barbecue competition world and, and, you know, avenues like national barbecue news and the national barbecue and grilling association, which we've been very active with for years and Mm -hmm. years. Um, it's, it's a way for us to get out of the four walls of our barbecue joint and pull people back in, Mm. you know, it's the marketing because I'll tell you the restaurant industry, we all know is the hardest industry. It's also one of the largest, um, employers in the country is the restaurant and hospitality industry. So if you just sit in the four walls of your, your restaurant and wait for people to come in, you make it lucky. Right. Because there's a lot of luck there. Mm-hmm. And you may, or you may get real disappointed. So, you know, being part of the competition world and the competition food sport family has given us an avenue to, to get out there and meet people and create what we call shed heads across the country and internationally. Yeah. You, you stopped by earlier and, and chatted, and you were, there's this kind of energy in the air here today as teams are, are, are in the midst of turn ins right now. Um, and you said, I, this just is weird for, because I've, <laughs> I mean, you're here at a competition. It's a, it's a big competition and you're not, you're not cooking. Yeah. You're not turning anything in. And, uh, you're like this, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Uh, yeah. well, it's, 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 you know, I feel so blessed to be, you know, I was invited this year to, um, judge the, I know Jack about grilling, mm-hmm. which is like a chop style, 
um, competition. So right. there were five, and I judged yesterday, there were five teams, one international, four domestic, and they had one hour, and the kitchen stadium was all set up. Everything was equal, you know, just like chopped, and mm -hmm. every, everybody had their mystery boxes, and they didn't know what they were going to cook until it was all revealed. Right. And just, just getting, uh, just in the space of watching these teams get their stuff together and, and their nerves and their anxiety and uh, and I'm not I'm used to being on that side right and not on the table side and so I was nervous for them I was pacing I couldn't sit down they're like Brooke can you have a seat at your judge's seat and I'm like I don't know I feel like I need to help them unpack their bag and which I could not do right and um just because it's it is different and it, but it's also quite lovely at the same time because mm -hmm. we've been competing on the barbecue circuit for the last 18 years and um and we're so used to having a schedule and having and it's tight you know you when especially yeah. because we enter all the ancillaries wherever we go in the main categories and then we usually have beautiful sponsor parties and, and different obligations too uh, and so it's we're used to having a schedule so when we don't we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're like, what do we do? We should just walk around and ask other teams if they need help with anything. But I think that's also what's wonderful about the barbecue community is we are always up to help each other. Are, are you guys transitioning? Are you, are you still focused on competition as the shed? Or are you kind of transitioning out of that? Uh, well, I mean, the sheds. So a lot of people think um, just because we are out there, you know, just trying to spread love around the world and like my dear friend Leslie with Ubons would say preaching that barbecue gospel mm. um, a lot of people think we compete a lot but we really don't we we compete in maybe six competitions a year mm -hmm. and we do uh, a number of the barbecue festivals that um, Brian Wabi and his amazing team puts on and uh, and so we really we do the big boys we do the American Royal every year we do Memphis in May um, we try to win so we can do the Jack yeah and uh, and there's a couple other ones that are are pretty special um, Smoke on the Mountain and Galax we haven't been able to do that for the last couple of years but really it's be, it's because of time we mm -hmm. have so much going on uh, that we don't have a lot of time to travel and th I mean these competitors out here. Well, there, there's numerous ones that have a competition every single weekend. Yeah. And they are, I mean, they're on the road. They're living on the road to compete mm -hmm. in the food sport, which is white hot. I mean, food yeah. sport is, it should be in the Olympics. Okay, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put that check mark out there. Put in the atmosphere. Um, but uh, but we don't compete a lot. But what, what the competitions we are at are, are usually the larger Mm -hmm. and, and special to us. Yeah. Like Memphis and May's our, our baby. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you guys go, uh, you know, you have this, this energy you bring. And then, you know, if they're following you on social, I think, you know, I just think you're competing all the time because when you go, it's, you're we, all in. It's yeah. go big, go home. There is, you leave nothing, Yes. you know, yes. on the field. Yeah. It, we have a, we have a, an amazing team of people so our base you know we have scott and buggy and and our core team that works at the shed day in and day out mm -hmm. on our team that travel traveling team yeah but we also have other team members that fly in from all over the country for every competition yeah. they are our team as much as our team at home is our team yeah um and, but you know we, we we only see them a few times of the year and uh and it's it's tight like the timelines we have 
typically a four-page printout of at 12 o'clock, we prep this. At 12.30, we set up for this party. At 12.45, we need to put the barrier here. I mean, it is very meticulously laid out because if it's not, then we get lost and then we start talking and and, yeah. and it's it's got to be and we but we also love to have a lot of fun i mean the shed yeah. um boar's night out sweet swine of mine craig carter with aces wild barbecue you know and he started this pig a palooza at the american royal mm-hmm. um and what it is is it's a fundraiser fundraiser for operation barbecue relief and so we call him we're like the redheaded stepchildren that have this huge spot because we all come together and it's just our spot there's eight or nine team stretches in it and for the last nine years, we all cook a whole hog, um, and we compete against each other. And our rules when we started this were that we were going to have no rules because <laughs> we're so used to rules in the competition circuit. Right. And, um, and so we come together, and this year we won Party of the Year at that. the American Royal. That's a pretty big deal. So yeah. we love to have fun, uh, but it's, it's definitely an equal, like, Work, work, play, work, play, work, play. Yeah, because you also have, I think you, you mentioned it earlier, some sponsorship obligations. And, you know, I'll see that as part of uh, part of the social as well, where, uh, you know, you might be doing something with, with Loco, you know, they're, and, and partnering with them. And so then you have to do kind of a brand activation in the midst of everything else you're doing. Yes. And so your already tight <laughs> timeline yeah. is like, oh, and now we have to fulfill this. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you love those partnerships. They're, they're important to you guys, but it's also another thing you've right. got to check when you're on the road. Right, exactly. And, and, and thank you for pulling because that, that thought was in my mind when I started the conversation about Pigapalooza. It's that, it, you know, we have dual parties uh, at many places we go to. Yeah. So at the same time that we're serving all of these wonderful, the public that are coming in to support Operation Barbecue Relief and competing internally against all of our friends. Right. We also, across the stadium at the Royal, we're feeding 1,500 people at the Prairie Fresh VIP pit party. Golly. Where we also have a second whole hog. And so it is definitely a divide and conquer. But that's why our team, I, I can wholeheartedly say this, the, sh- the, the shed team, and this means everybody also that flies in on our team, is probably the hardest working. And, and this is the kicker most positive team yeah because a lot of people under pressure they they crack a little bit and yeah. it, and that's okay and sometimes you just got to reach over to somebody that's having a moment and i've had this moment especially when it's about to be turning time oh. and brad's tinkering with the box and we I'm gotta doing go this, we gotta get the bell and go and i'm like do you want to be dq'd or you just want to get it in you know um so we all have those times in our lives and those moments where we just need a hug you know yeah. it's like let me let's just hug let's just hug you need a hug yeah because it's tense and People pay a lot of money to be in these competitions mm-hmm. between your booth space and, and, and all your obligations and your protein. I mean, you, it's it's costly. Yeah. Um, and then the chances of winning are, uh, you know, um, think about all the wonderful competitors. So right. it's you're not doing it to get to a payday. You're doing it because it's a labor of love. And, and it's and it's also like a, a fam- when you've been on the circuit for a long time, it's like a family reunion. So you're looking forward to going to the family reunion right. and then hoping you come home with a check and yeah. some hardware. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot. And, and teams like the shed, we can't we we can't do it without our amazing sponsor partnership families, you know, Prairie Fresh, 
Yeti, Turkey Smoke, Red Remedies. I mean, these guys, they, they fully support us and what we like to do, and we fully support them. Yeah. So talk to me a little. You, you kind of alluded to you know, those high moments of, of tension and stress, turn-ins coming, uh, and on top of everything else, on top of that just being a stressful time, like you're doing this with your brother. Who, that guy. That guy, <laughs> who's 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 a who's a bit of a personality, uh, a little a little bit, um, like just just that family dynamic. Like, how do yeah. you guys, how do you guys separate that? I mean, after twenty three years, it seems to be from the outside it seems to be working. Yeah. But uh, what's from the inside <laughs> though, <laughs> it gets abusive. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we have a strong family. Yeah. I mean, we have a really, really strong family. And yes, when you're in partnership with your sibling, you know, it's it's always been a, whoa, be careful. Don't mix family and friends right. and business. It's what everybody um, says. Everybody. And I feel like Brad and I and there's other people out there um, that just got lucky enough yeah. to, to understand, I guess, each other's roles and where each other kind of succeeds and and maybe fails a little bit needs to be picked up. So it's definitely a, like a yin and yang with Brad and I, cause he's wild and, and fun and, and it's his fault. And I say that like very high compliment. Mm. It's his fault. The shed exists. And, and thankfully it is yeah. um, that it does exist, but he's wild and crazy and creative and, and people, because of his personality, people gravitate to him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what better marketing is that? Right. Right. So, and then I'm more on the like analytical side. I'm like, all right, let's take that wild and crazy dream and put it on paper and see if two plus two equals four or not and see if we're going to make money and, yeah. and, um, kind of play devil's advocate. I have to play a lot with him because yeah. some of his stuff is golden and some, you know, I'm like, I told you it wouldn't work, <laughs> but we learned to, uh, We've we've learned to um, to have really good debates mm. and not like arguments. Yeah. So because you both understand in those moments yeah. what you're bringing to the yeah. table. He's bringing an idea. Yeah. And while you're not the necessarily the dream killer, you're the one who's trying to bring some understanding to. Hey, this is why this is a great idea. This is why yeah. there's these are the challenges here. Yes. And if he's yeah. and in those moments, you're relying on him to be mature enough to hear that and and you guys have enough experience now mm-hmm. that you use the word debate versus argument i yeah. love that i mean it's it's that's what it is because you know it's you you can't when when you're both passionate about something and you mm-hmm. or, or whoever it is a group of people and you all want the end result but you have different ways of getting there mm-hmm. right different opinions like this is my way to get there and that's your way but we yep. both want the same thing well, you need to have a decent debate about it. I mean, it's natural. Right. But then you got to get over it. you got to make a decision. It's not somebody won or lost. Oh, well, we went with my way. It's like you, you just figure out the way. You, nobody's a winner or a loser at that point because you're getting to the same goal. And it's a good debate. And then you, you get over it. You get over yeah. the argument side um, versus an argument where you, like, hold the grudge. And, you you know, you, you're mad at each other for right. multiple days. When we were younger, yes, we, <laughs> we would literally, my parents owned the, the campground. They were KOA franchisees and then they owned the campground next to the shed. We had purchased some property from my parents once the shed got up and running, you know, Yeah. and um, where the shed is. And so my 
mom's office was like across the driveway when we first opened. And granted, when we first opened, it was Brad and I, and we were 330 square feet. We had six seats. Mm. And we served through a window. It was just takeout, and it was built out of Brad's finds, right? Yeah. All of his goodies. His dumpster diving. His yes. dumpster diving finds. And, um, and so we would get in arguments and, like, run across the street like two For, little to kids. To the referee. Like, Mom! You yeah. know, and, and she would say, hug it out and get over it and come to a decision, and I'm not going to make the decision for you. Y'all wanted to go into business together? Figure it out. Okay. And you have. <laughs> we, d- we, we hope we did after this yeah. many years. So, so 23 years later, you have, you have the restaurant. You have the saucery, which is uh, rubs and uh, sauces, right? You do both co-packing for people uh, across the country. So if we you're do. listening to this and you want a co-packer, they should, should reach out to you guys. Yes. 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 Sales. Yes, Sales at the com, Or just like DM us on Instagram yeah. at the shed or at the shed brook or and um, we and do. We we love we love. You know, we really specialize in like hot fill packing bottles okay. and doing food and beverage side, like bag in a box, four one gallon bags per box okay. for high volume restaurants to keep everything consistent, especially like multi unit restaurants. Yeah. Instead of trying to have each restaurant make the same exact product, um, let us make it, and you know it's going to be the same every time. But um, we also do some rubs as well. But we we really love when we have barbecue centric clients people because it's It's your world that's our that's our love yeah uh and then you mentioned you know the your parents had the koa uh they were franchisees and then they sold that is that right and then you guys recently bought it back yes so they sold it so they 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 rebranded into camp journeys in years ago and right right after her 2006 right after hurricane katrina um they sold the campground and at that point in time, you know, Brad and I own the, the parcel that the shed is still on today. And, um, and they sold it and it ran for years. And then we just recently bought it back because it's just, there, there's, there's too much history. And, and, and just, we were raised right there. Yeah. I mean, we were little, literally raised on that property. Um, so we, we purchased it back and we are turning it into, it's called the Cozy Rosie. <laughs> Who, so, who came up with that name? Well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other story. Our grandmother, Betty Rose, was a character. I mean, she she was a character. We could stand here in the middle of these couple of thousand people here at the Jack, and she could walk through the crowd, and everybody would look. Like, she was she, she was that lady. So She just owned a room wherever she, she owned was. It. She owned her. She was kind of like my mom, Mama yeah. Shed. Mama Shed, she was raised on a stage. She was a professional clown for 10 years. <laughs> Our mom's in the Clown Hall of Fame. I'm <laughs> telling you, we could talk for days. That's a true story. She's a teardrop the clown. She's, uh, she, taught at, she taught at Clown College. She's in the Clown <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, we were raised on a stage uh, by choice, which was the good thing. Yeah. Not by, like, stage mom, but by choice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so Betty Rose was just she was the life of the party and so much fun and just she just helped everybody and took everybody in. But anyways, we it's kind of a tribute to to her to Betty Rose and we call it the Cozy Rosie. And if you get on uh, the Shed's Instagram or Cozy Rosie Instagram, you can see our logo and it's her and nice. she's she's walking her 
her dog, but her dog's actually an alligator with pearls on because that was the kind of lady she was. She was she was large and in charge, but yeah. would like take you under her wing and take and you know it's just it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful little thing to, for Grandma Betty Rose. Um, so is it is it campground? Is it cottages? Is it yes? So it's a campground, and so we have like full hookup RV sites. We have cabins, and we now we just put up fifteen glamping tents. Nice. So apparently, glamping is the new way to camp. Um, so these tents are pretty bougie. I mean, they have, you know, queen size beds, king size beds. They have air conditioners, microwaves, TVs. It's not the old school camping right. way. It's 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 pretty neat, and we're right on the water. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I I don't do camping. Camping to me is like a Hampton Inn. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's kind of like I'm not I'm. Not not a guy. So you're at the Peabody at Memphis in May. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, I am not. I'm not. Uh, select service hotels are not. That's very, very below my standard. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I make exceptions every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Um, Look well, at that girl out there. Yeah. No, for sure. Let, let me. Let's do this. Let's wrap up yeah. with you, and then I'm going to transition to our to our special guest. Yeah. That's all right. Are sure. you Are you up for it, Amy? Are you? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, she's going to do great. She's going to do fantastic. I love um, Lisa Mamie. Well, what's two things real quick. First, yeah. what's what's next? You got Cozy Rosie and that's kind of it sounds like a a burgeoning product project yeah. that's kind of coming to fruition and and you've got a vision for it and I think that's kind of new and fun for you guys. What's what's next for for the shed? Oh, what's next for the shed? You know, <laughs> we there's no telling. Um, really, I think we're just going to keep trucking on, you know, yeah. doing what we're doing uh, every day. And that's slinging barbecue at the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint. Um, you know, having families come out and camp at the Cozy Rosie. And then co-packing stuff for our friends and family all over the country yeah. that want that special family recipe tradition in a, in a you know, food service or in a bottle on the retail shelves and just continue to, to support people in that manner. And also, you know, the shed we've are the, the barbecue joint itself is really known for our fundraising efforts for since the day we opened in 2001, we've had well over 300 fundraisers on site, but we also help to raise funds for national and international nonprofits. And we're big supporters of operation barbecue relief as well. So that's something that we continue. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody just yelled, we love the shed. Yes. Um, So we just, we're just going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to operate and and try and take care of our shed family and our shed family takes care of us. And then also, um, you know, take, take care of the community and the surrounding and the nonprofits and the, and the different um, avenues like that, that need help and people mm-hmm. and boots on the ground like Operation Barbecue Relief right. and um, and raise funds and just keep paying it forward. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Uh, how can folks follow along and uh, make sure they're keeping up with everything? Yes. So definitely follow us on Instagram at the Shed BBQ and at the Shed BBQ Brook. Nice. And of course at Brad Orison um, O-R-R-I-S-O-N <laughs> Uh, definitely give us a follow, but you can also follow us on um, Facebook. And then The Shed has a YouTube channel. We're really trying to grow that. That's on our bucket list. Yeah. Uh, because we've really tried to just grow Instagram and just put that family fun. We are a family food drinkery. And so we like to have fun and cook a lot of great recipes. So definitely follow us on all those social media platforms and help us grow that YouTube. We'll do it. Thank you so much. 
Brooke, for uh, joining me. This was great. Uh, and as always, man, smoke be with you. Yes, and get bad at the show. There you go. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.